Emmanuel, God is here. Heaven has touched earth. So we're celebrating tonight that God is amongst his people. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. My name is Jeremy. If we haven't had the chance to meet, I'm the lead pastor here at Bethel. And I want to welcome all of you worshiping with us online. So glad to have you. Merry Christmas to you and to everyone here. You having a good time so far? It's good. I love, there's always like this nostalgia, this wonder, kind of like this, this awe of Christmas Eve. I love by the time we get here, there's like the peace and the joy that settles in. I, I think sometimes it's the first time we've had a chance to sit down. How I many, this is the first time you've sat down in days or weeks or months, it feels like. Who would say you're coming into Christmas Eve a little tired and a little stressed? Anybody? Anyone? You're just, this is the moment for us to come with all the house cleaning and Christmas baking office parties, travel plans, there's a lot of stress. Add to that financial pressure, tra travel plans, family dynamics, it can be a lot. But for the next couple of moments, I want us to just take a moment to pause and to deviate our thoughts from what's in the oven and what's under the tree and what's on our to-do list. I want to look at the manger just for a moment. I want us to stop trying to make everything perfect and look to the one who meets us in our imperfections. I want us to take a moment to pause from trying to give the perfect gift to look at the one who is our perfect gift. I want to pause for a moment from all our hurrying and scurrying and put our attention to God's gift to us. Specifically, I want to talk tonight about God's gift of peace. If you've been with us as a church over the last uh, few weeks, we've been looking at a portion of scripture found in the Old Testament written 700 years before that uh, first Christmas unfolded in that unassuming stable. And we were looking at this portion of scripture, a piece of prophecy that was one of over 300 prophecies talking about the coming Messiah, talking about the nature and character uh, of, of Jesus Christ. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 9, Verse 6, each week we've been unpacking one of these characteristics or attributes that the Bible says Jesus would have. And if you're able, would you read it with me? Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what you believe in, we all long for peace. Peace of heart, peace of mind, peace with our relationships with others. We long for world peace. Our souls long for peace. Now, some of you might know that my wife's birthday is today, it's Christmas Eve. And so, yeah, Merry Christmas, Holly. But with that comes the added challenge of you always have to have a Christmas present and a birthday present. You can't lump them together. doesn't count. And so what I've always scrambled to do is to find two gifts at the same time. And, uh, and one year I was having such a hard time. I was having a hard time. And it wasn't for lack of trying. I just was coming up blank. And so at the very last minute, uh, inspiration struck me. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but I didn't have time to act on the gift that I had come up with. I knew it was the perfect gift. I couldn't do it. It was last minute. I couldn't get it. And so what I did is I wrote in her card and I put a picture of the gift. Anyone ever put a picture of the gift in the card? How many got the gift that you got that was in the card, right? How many are still waiting on that gift? 
And so I was, I put this, I had an idea, and so this is what it was. I was she has a lot of clothes, just so you know. And, uh, and, and it's so many clothes, in fact, I thought the perfect gift for her would be a, a custom closet organizer. I said, you know what, I'm going to get you shelves and drawers and hanging bars and places for all your stuff. There's going to be spots for shoes and jewelry, and I put the picture in the card. Well, that was about nine years ago, and uh, she's still waiting on that gift. How many know you don't want to overpromise and underdeliver when it comes to your wife's birthday present, right? Now, sometimes I wonder, as we look at God's promise of peace, and we look at the world around us, and we start to wonder if maybe God put a picture of peace in the card and forgot to send us the gift. You see, sometimes we look at the world around us, we say, where's the peace? All we see is stress, marriage stress, we see family stress, financial stress, we see violence, racial violence, school shootings, countries at war. Where's the peace? All I see is suffering. Is this a case of God over-promising and under-delivering? You know, I think it depends on how we define peace. Because we think of peace as being the absence of anxiousness. We're thinking of the ceasing of conflict, and it is those things. But God's peace is so much more. The Prince of Peace that we read about in Scripture, the Hebrew word for this is bar, uh, Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom. Sar means prince or ruler or chief. It actually has a military connotation to it. A ruler, a prince, a chief. And shalom means rest or tranquility. But it also means wholeness and completeness. One description I read in this uh, study that's looking at Jesus as the Prince of Peace is that Jesus fills in the gaps and the cracks in our lives to make us whole. Whole. Peace isn't the result of things going perfectly. Peace isn't the result of having enough money in your bank account that you can sleep well at night because how many know? Doesn't matter how many zeros are on the end of those dollars, there's still an anxiousness in our hearts and our souls. Right? The perfect peace. You can have everything going according to plan and still have this anxious feeling that there's something more to life. Peace isn't the result of things going perfectly. It's the result of being whole. Tonight I want to talk about three areas real quickly that Jesus fills in the gaps and the cracks of our life. And the first one is that Jesus brings upward peace by filling in the gap between us and God. See, for us, our problem isn't the people that we're around. Our problem isn't the place we're in or even the pace that we're running at. The problem in our lives is that not even that things aren't going perfectly. The Bible says our primary problem is that we're separated from God. Our souls will always be restlessly looking to fill that gap with whatever we can. And we choose busyness. We choose success. We choose relationships. Some of us choose alcohol and drugs. We try to fill that gap with whatever it is we think if we can achieve or succeed enough, we'll fill that gap. And yet we always come longing. But that's a gap that only Jesus can fill. Romans uh, tells us this, therefore, we are made right in God's sight by faith, and we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. The path to peace with God is saying yes to Jesus. When we acknowledge our sin that separates us from our creator and we respond to Jesus as our savior, Jesus closes the gap. He restores our soul and makes us whole in our relationship with God. That's the starting place. We can never truly have peace without it. 
Jesus closes the gap between us and God. He also gives us inward peace. He closes the gap between us and rest. See, Jesus fills in the gaps and the cracks in our faith and our trust. How many know sometimes, and you might be here tonight, and you're looking at your life and you say, I have some major gaps in my faith. I have some major cracks in my trust right now. I feel like I'm a broken person. I've been going through a lot. And when fear tries to overwhelm us, the peace of Jesus calms us and guards our hearts. Philippians 4 says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. And then you'll experience God's peace. And his peace will exceed anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. For me and for my friends, so many times when life isn't going peacefully, the people of God are still at peace. Because when I am whole, it doesn't matter what's happening around me. When I'm whole, when I'm right with God, and when I'm walking in the peace of God, he fills in the gaps and the cracks in my anxiousness and in my heart and my mind. Isaiah says this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Tonight, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're bringing into this place, but whatever you're facing, whether it's smooth sailing in this season of your life or whether you've been through the ringer and life feels like it's been a roller coaster, I want you just to take a deep breath right now and do what the scripture says. Thank God. Tell him what you need and thank him for his peace and watch the miracle of his peace enter your soul. The last way Jesus brings peace is world peace. Now, a nation can only be as peaceful as its ruler. We see that all around us, don't we? As the leader goes, so goes the nation. As the prince of peace, we look at, at the world around us. We say, Jesus, if you're the ruler of this world, how can we not be at peace? The Bible says, though, that there are two advents. The one we're celebrating tonight is the first advent, Jesus coming as a child. But there's a second advent the Bible talks about where Jesus is going to come again. In the first advent, it says that Jesus came as a child born into a manger. In the first advent, Jesus came to make us right with God. But the second advent, he will come and make all things right in the world. The first advent, the Bible says Jesus came in a manger as a child. But in the second advent, Jesus will come on a horse as the king. We look forward to that with expectation. Jesus will make all things right. And in that time, he will bring the world to peace. But in the meantime, he's waiting on us. The, Bible, the verse that we said, that the government will rest on his shoulders. He'll be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And then verse 7 continues in Isaiah. It says, his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make it happen. See, friends, peace isn't found in everything going perfectly, but it's found in trusting in Jesus, who is the source of our peace. Tonight, you can have peace. Tonight, whether you are a believer in Jesus or not, Jesus extends that opportunity to you to experience his peace. One author put it this way, peace is the smile of God reflected in the soul of the believer. Peace is the smile of God reflected in the soul of the believer. Let me pray for you tonight. Heavenly Father, 
Lord, we've come and we've sung of your wonderful goodness. Lord, we've, we've talked about uh, how amazing it is that God became flesh and lives among us, that you are Emmanuel. Lord, I just thank you for that. Lord, as we look through the scripture, Lord, we see that you are a wonderful counselor. You are a mighty God. You are the everlasting Father. And we, tonight we're celebrating you as Prince of Peace. Lord, I pray for my friends tonight. God, whatever they're going through, Lord, I pray that they would have an assurance tonight that only you can give, that this is true, that you're offering them the gift of peace and all we need to do is put our hope and our trust in you. Lord, for the person that's here for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time, I pray, God, that there wouldn't be guilt or shame or condemnation. I pray that there would be an excitement and anticipation that you are inviting them in to this peace. Lord, for the skeptic, Lord, would you convince them in their heart as only you can, Lord, that this gift is for them too. Lord, for those of us that have been on the journey with you for a while, we just thank you for this gift of peace, Lord. And so I pray, Lord, that you would fill in the gaps and the cracks in our lives, Lord Jesus, gaps and our cracks in our trust, the gaps and the, cra- the cracks in our anxiety, Lord, in our fear, Lord Jesus, that you would make us whole. And in making us whole, Lord God, we would experience your peace that only you can give. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.